brilliant. I'll have my sermon then. Is that okay? Wonderful. Well, if you've got your Bibles with you, we uh, will be looking at uh, John 17. We've had lots of sermons on praying with Jesus, and this is the last one, yes? Uh, next week's Pentecost. Hey, Pentecost next week. Are we a Pentecostal church? Yes. So Pentecost, that's our party day. We, we party on Pentecost. Uh, and so this is our last of our uh, pray, uh, praying with Jesus sermons. And this, oh, I'm just loving this. We'll, we'll read that in a moment. Uh, but just, uh, uh, just to say, it's about sent. You, my brothers and sisters, are sent. I am sent on behalf of Jesus Christ, yes? I'm an ambassador. There's people meeting at the G7 right now, aren't there? Yes? And every one of those people, those leaders that have gone to that place, have been sent by their home country. They've been sent with authority to make some big decisions. Yes? Those people who are gathering around that table at the G7, is it in Japan, in Hiroshima, isn't it? That's where they've gathered. These are powerful people, but they're not powerful in their own right, are they? They're not powerful because they, you know, they're great and amazing people. They have been given power and authority by their sending nations. They have been sent, and they have been sent with purpose by their nations. Now, turn to the person next to you and say, you've been sent with authority. You have been sent with authority. You've been sent too often, in all fairness. It's good to have you back, yeah? <laughs> You've been set, you have been sent with authority. Now, sometimes, we'll get to some scripture in a moment or two, but you know, so when we first moved to the island, I suppose I should just read the first verse. It would just flip, oh, I can flick my own slide. Sorry, Emma. That's too many. Uh, as you sent me into the world, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. That's quite something, is it? As you sent me. So as God the Father, as God the Father, as the culmination of his plan and purpose to rescue a broken world, yes, sent Jesus into the world. Get that? So as God the Father, as the culmination of his plan to rescue a lost and dying and broken world, sent Jesus in the world. So Jesus sends you. Same authority. Same authority. Jesus sends you. Wow. You can have your minds blown there. We can, we can send home there. Wow. That's amazing. You have been sent with the same authority of Jesus Christ. Now, when we first moved here, obviously, uh, Claudia started going to a primary school. The other two children, they could get to and from school on their own. But uh, for, a, for Claudia, she had to be picked up and dropped off and that sort of thing. And so, uh, as, as many of you with smaller children know, you sort of develop relationships with other parents that are convenient. You know, if one of you is working one day, then you'll agree with the other parent, oh, can you collect my child that day and I'll collect your child that, uh, on such and such a day. Yeah, that happens, doesn't it? That's what happens in the real world of practicality. And so my wife had one of those arrangements. And so there was a, a, a lady, and if she... If a lady wasn't there at the school, then my wife would collect her children, and vice versa. Now, this is fabulous, until as I, uh, it, was my, it, it turned out that I could go and do the school collection. I like to go and do the school collection, because it's 
it's nice to now go meet some people, yeah? Go and be Jesus in a public environment, yeah? So I open the door, and I'm going out the door, and Emma says to me, oh, by the way, make sure you collect such and such as children. And I'm going, what do you mean, such and such as children? Who are they? I don't know these children. Who, whose children? And my wife told me the lady's name. I don't know her. And she said, yes, you do. You've, you've met that lady. I mean, I, I, and I had to acknowledge, I had seen the lady whose children I was going to collect. Uh, but uh, Emma said, it'll be fine. Don't you worry. Yes, but you, but you need to go and collect those children. And I'm thinking, this is... What do you mean I'm going to go and collect somebody's children? I don't even know the children. I didn't even know at that stage how many children the lady had that I was going to go and collect. Never mind what their faces looked like. But still, I had been sent. So with great trepidation, Emma sent me out the door. She said, it's okay, Howard. It'll be okay. Yes? Don't you worry. It'll all sort itself out. So I am going, yes, and I go to the school. Thankfully, Claudia comes out, yes, and thankfully, praise the living God, yes, the children are so well drilled by these moms, God bless these moms, yes, that they come out, and uh, Claudia comes, and then another one comes, and then another one comes, and another one comes. And I turn to the children, I say, is this how many there are? Is this how many there are? Yeah. And they say, yes. So with that confirming information, then I take the children to their house, yes, and I stand outside the house with my child and the lady's children, and I wait for her to come home. And she comes home. She comes home, and I recognize her. And I go, this is, it's all worked out, yeah. But I went that day with trepidation, but I also went with authority. I had been sent, however under-equipped I was, yes? I'd expected to have done a DBS. I mean, I have done a DBS, yes? I expected to have, have spoken to the parents, yes? I got Emma to send a text message just to check that she knew that it was going to be me and that sort of thing, uh, but I'd been sent with authority to collect these children that I'd never met, yes? And, and I did it. And actually, as God's people, we are sent to do things that, let's be honest, sometimes we're uncomfortable to do. Let's just say, let's, let's put it right out there, yes? If I said, hey, guys, we're canceling our service right now, I want everybody to go out into the street, and I want you to go and find five people you've never even seen and tell them your story about how you became a Christian, how many of you would feel uncomfortable? <sighs> yeah? Well, actually, we're going to, no, no, we're not. But sometimes as God's people, we are sent to do things that we feel uncomfortable with. Let me read you some scripture, and then we'll, we'll look at it. I am coming to you now. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Emma. Thank you, Emma. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them 
from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. I think as God's people, sometimes we forget that we have been sent. We've not been asked, we've been sent. It's not a polite recommendation, we've been sent. Do you know, uh, we have some fabulous people who make deliveries in Guernsey, don't we? And when you make your little Amazon order, somebody brings a parcel to your house and if they're anything like the ones that deliver to my house, they will open the front door and they will say, hiya, and they will throw the parcel into the house. Now, I don't know about you, but I haven't recently been to anybody's house and opened the front door and said, hiya, to some complete stranger. Neither have I walked around the back of their house to their garden box, flipped it open, and said, oh, there's plenty of space there. I'll pop this parcel in there. Yes, I haven't been to any of your houses or anybody's houses and uh, been around the back of their house, found their garden box. Neither have I been to their shed, opened up the shed, had a look inside, put a parcel in there. Neither have I been to the garage, opened up the garage, found, oh, there's a bit of space there. I'm going to put the parcel in there. Now, I haven't done any of those things for your houses, and I doubt you've done them for mine. Yes? But your postman has, haven't they? Your, your postman has free run of your property. If your free postman wants to come into your house, you're not even going to question it. He's just going to open the door. He's going to come in. Why is that? Because he's been sent. He's been sent. And you accept what he's done because he is bringing you something that you have asked for. He's bringing you something. He's been sent by his employers. And it doesn't matter how shy your postman is. It doesn't matter how nervous he is. It doesn't matter how, oh, I'm not sure I could do that. It doesn't matter. That's, that's, your, that's your job, bud. Yeah, go. And actually, you and I have been given the same authority not to deliver parcels. Please don't go around to people's house and have a look through their garden boxes. Please don't go and have a look in their sheds, you know. They could get uncomfortable. Come and have a look in our garage. I mean, it's, it's help yourself, yeah. But it, it, the authority to proclaim what Jesus has done in your life, the authority to say that Jesus Christ saves, the authority to say that Jesus is the only way of salvation, is not a request, it is an authority given by Jesus Christ to you with an instruction. This is your job. Now, I was looking, I was looking at this and I was just amazed by this and I was amazed by the story of a missionary who'd committed himself to missions work. He and his wife uh, Olawusu uh, Stevens and his, and his wife, they were working in a part of Nigeria. I was reading this in the Times. 
Um, and they, they were preaching the gospel in these certain areas of Nigeria. And, and, and whilst they were preaching the gospel, they discovered that some very ancient and barbaric practices were happening in, in those villages. And what would happen in, in that particular area, in fact, they found about 65 small communities where this was happening. If a family uh, were blessed with the gift of twins, they would poison them and let them die. This actually happened. And, and they were going in obedience to Jesus Christ to preach the gospel in these villages. So they'd been sent, hadn't they? They'd been sent. Your job is to go and preach the gospel. Your job is to go and preach the gospel. And they had been obedient to that. But what they had never imagined is that they would see this, this situation. And God spoke to, uh, uh, I've, I've forgotten his name already. Ol, what is it? Olusolo Stevens, yes? And God spoke to him. He said, I, I've sent you to speak to the, you're preaching the gospel. You're setting up churches in this town, but children are dying. And in that moment, God spoke to him, and he started a work that would save those children. They, and even though that practice still happens, they, they rescue the twins, and they have them in a, in a home as part of their mission. And I was, uh, I was like amazed by that. But what so spoke to me so clearly is they had obeyed the call to be sent. But it actually wasn't until they started doing it that they realized the real work that God had for them. And actually, this is one of the things for us as followers of Christ. We know it's good to obey, yes? We know that we are uh, called to follow Jesus Christ. We know that we've got this glorious gospel that which is going to transform lives. But actually, it's not until we go that actually we start to see the real reason. These people were being obedient. These people were following God's call. But it wasn't until they'd taken that first step it wasn't until they'd made that step of obedience that actually this whole world of what God needed them to do opened up in front of them. And I absolutely believe this, that God is speaking to us right now. And he says to us, in what area, whatever area it is in your life, where I am asking obedience, where I'm asking you to do what I've asked you, you do not know just how huge a decision that is for you and for so many people. One tiny step of obedience is huge. And I'll tell you why this is. Because as soon as you take that step of obedience, you tap into God's creativity. You, you, you tap into what God sees. But you don't, you know, God isn't going to say, well, actually, if you, if you took the step of obedience, then you're going to see all of this stuff. Yes? No. You're not ready to see all of this stuff. You're not ready to see that stuff yet. All, all you need to do is take that step of obedience. 
Or it's just a tiny little step. God is asking you to be obedient. He's asking you to share your faith with somebody. He's asking you to willingly um, uh, tell somebody that you're going to pray for somebody. He's asking you to, uh, to uh, obediently invite somebody to church. He's asking you to stand to take a stand of integrity in the workplace. He's asking you to take a, a, a stand of integrity in your relationships. There'll be some areas in each of our lives where God is asking just a very small step. A step of faith, a step of obedience. And I just want to say that when you do that, you are, as soon as you take that step, you step into God's vision. He starts to unlock what he has ahead that you could have never, ever imagined if you didn't take the step. That small step of obedience. One of the things I absolutely love is our creativity versus God's creativity. Now, if you think about it, when it comes to thinking of excuses not to do something that we don't want to do, we are endlessly creative. We are. Yes. If you think about uh, those people who have parents who have who have small children, and uh, when your children say "Hey," uh, when you say to your your children "Hey, it's time for bed," you know your child's creativity turns on. (laughs) Yes. Let me start thinking now. Oh, I can't go to bed. I can't find my my comforter toy. Can't find that. Oh. I can't go to bed now. It's too, it's too light outside. Yes? Oh, <laughs> I can't go to sleep now. Why would I go to sleep now? Because I'm not tired. Yeah? I cannot go to sleep right now because actually I'm really quite hungry. You're not going to send a hungry child to bed. Yeah? Oh, I cannot go to bed right now because I just have to finish this YouTube video, which is a very important one. Yeah, I cannot go to bed right now because we're halfway through a story. Yes? I cannot go to bed because I know you've tucked me in, but that was a little while ago. I need to be tucked in again. Yes? The tucking in situation that went on before isn't appropriate. I need a bigger tucking in right now yes oh yeah oh well uh, you've done all of those you've done all of those you've done all of those you've done all of this oh there's there's more they've got more yeah well actually daddy's not said good night yet yes oh mommy's not said good night yeah oh i've not said good night to the cat yes i've not said good night to the other cat i need to see my big brother i need to see my big sister yes oh i think i've forgotten my homework you know they've all, it doesn't matter what it is the human creativity when we don't want to do something, turns up to max. You'll see it when you invite people to church. Yes? Why can't you come this week? They tell you. Oh, it's okay. We've got this other thing that you can come to. Oh, I can't come to that. Yes. And you could give them 100 different opportunities to come to church and their creativity levels would be turned right up, and they would think of an excuse not to respond to any of them. Tell me that's not true. It is true, isn't it? But I suppose the same is true in our own lives. 
when it comes to sharing our faith, giving, or make, taking a step of obedience, having integrity in our interpersonal relationships or in our work relationships. We can, our creativity levels, we can think of a reason. We can think of a justification. We can think of a very good set of circumstances that means I can do what I want to do. Just like little Claudia going to bed. Somehow we managed to get her to bed. I just, in all fairness, I'm amazed we ever managed to get her into her bed. Yeah. But we do. Because we're better than you are. <laughs> I've got you marked. Do you know how we get her upstairs? So for, for years, yes, you, you n never mind getting her to go to sleep. She's not in the room, is she? Bowers, is she in the room? That's okay. That's good. Yeah. So for years, she didn't even want to go upstairs. So what I do now is we have a race every day. It's a race up the stairs, yeah? And obviously she always wins, yeah? But I win because she's upstairs. But <laughs> but <laughs> and, I, and I genuinely wonder, is that, is that how God is dealing with us? You know, he's trying to trick you into obeying him. <laughs> He's just trying to fool you, just, just so that you can receive what he has for you. Yeah? You, let's be honest, we've all got them. I'd be the first to say there's certain areas in my life, and I've got an excuse every which way you want to put it. Yeah? But God says to me, Howard, as soon as you take the step of obedience, then instead of enjoying the benefits of the creativity I've already given you and using that mind so brilliantly to think of all these varied and fabulous excuses, you're going to see, from my point of view, you're going to see what I have in store. You've been sent. And it's not until you take that first step of obedience that you realize what that means and the impact that it has. Because it's not about you, and it's not about me. It's about bringing the power of the living God to bear in the lives of the broken. And that small step of obedience brings salvation. It turns a light on in somebody's life. It rescues twins from certain death. It rescues the addict. It brings the, those people who are caught up in poverty out of their poverty. It brings those people whose lives are all about earning money, making money, being powerful. It gives those people something worth living for. And that's you who brings that into their situation. Because you have been sent.
I wonder if we could have the band back on uh, up right now, just as we finish things off. But I, I just want to simply say that as, our, as brothers and sisters, we have been sent, not asked, not hinted to. It's not a uh, recommendation on the feedback form. It is an instruction from your heavenly Father. It's an instruction to me, and it's instruction to each of us right now. And however many our excuses are for not taking that small step of faith, and let me just reiterate, we're all on the same page here. There's nobody in this room who's saying, well, I'm not making excuses. Because it's our natural, it's our natural area. And we're brilliant at it. We are brilliant at excuses. But God says, if you can just step through that in a small step of obedience, then you'll see what I see. You'll see the power that I have entrusted to you and its effects in the lives of others. And so for each of us this week, I want us to, to take a small step of faith. Maybe it's just telling a work colleague that you are going to pray for them. And not silently, but out loud. Maybe it's sending a, a colleague, this is even easier, a text message to say, you have been on my heart. I've prayed for you. I hope that's okay. Maybe it involves you inviting somebody who you know desperately needs Jesus to come to church and experience Christ for themselves. For some of you, you've developed some excellent relationships with people. But throughout those years of knowing those people, you've never had a chance to share with them what really makes you tick. And Jesus says, I'd like you to tell that person why you live the way that you live. Now, you know he's not asking you to bash them over the head with the gospel. You know he's not asking you to make a complete, uh, you know, to get yourself on disciplinary action at work. But he is asking you to be honest with those people about who you really are and what Jesus Christ has done for you. I wonder if we could stand together. Praise Jesus. Heavenly Father, we recognize that we've been sent, sent by you. Lord, we want to go in the authority that you have given to us. We want to see the power of God unfold in our lives. But we recognize that we need to take a step of faith. We 
let's take a step of obedience. We need to cut through our own excuses. Holy Spirit to empower us right now. We invite your Holy Spirit to give us the courage to say the words, to speak the life-giving truth. We ask for the courage of the Holy Spirit to be able to speak into people's lives, words which will bring transformation and healing into their situation. Lord, we ask for your forgiveness for when we have shied away from those things because of our pathetic excuses. Lord, forgive me. Forgive us. That when our creativity's run wild, and we fought another reason, 